Hi everyone and welcome to a new episode of Paratalk. This week I'm joined by Carly. Now, Carly's a little bit different because uh, she reads tarot cards and she goes under the name of the Village Tarot Witch. Hello Carly. Hi, how are you? I'm alright. This is a first for me. (laughs) I'm excited. (laughs) So, basically, now this is something I don't know a lot about. So it's quite exciting to have you on an episode. What is it you exactly do? Uh, I do a lot of different things. Um, For my tarot practice, I use tarot uh, more as a tool of like, almost like self-therapy. It's about getting to know yourself and how you can improve, you know, your your life, basically. But I also use tarot um, for mediumship, and I take it along with me when I go ghost hunting, and I will investigate through the cards. So a little bit of everything. <laughs> mm, sounds interesting. So I always ask this question to everyone who comes on an episode, because I'm interested, and I think my listeners are interested as well. How did um, the getting into the unexplained and having an interest uh, of it, and actually doing something within it how did, how did that come about when when did it come about kind of what age and and how did you get into it i have always loved spooky unknown things i grew up watching the x-files with my dad and my brothers and um i've always enjoyed scary movies i read a lot of horror <laughs> books um so i feel like there was always a deep interest there But a few years ago, I moved from my home in Texas down to Florida, and um, my house is haunted. (laughs) So I started having these experiences that I couldn't explain, and um, I met some new friends, and I was like, my house is weird, and they convinced me to hire a psychic to come out to my house. And I wish now that someone had filmed my reaction because it was a lot of eye rolls and a lot of Ugh, okay. Um, and fast forward four years and this is my living. <laughs> um, it's always been there. That interest has always been there. I just needed something to kind of push me into it and figure it out. <laughs> so you're, you find out that your house is haunted. Um, yes. Did you find out who or what was haunting it? A lot of things are haunting it. <laughs> it's, um, I recently found out that there was a trail used in the Seminole Wars that was right around my property line. So what I get in my house is a lot of spirits coming in and out, almost like I used to call it a train station or like a railway, a railroad tracks, like that type of thing mm-hmm. where they're just kind of popping in and they don't necessarily stay. Um So what I do is if I have, if I notice a spirit around, or if I feel like there's someone lingering that wants to talk, I'll get my cards out and I'll ask them for their story. (laughs) So no one permanent ghost, but I have a lot of traffic in and out of here. Have you ever come home from like, uh, you know, doing the shopping and you open the front door and there's uh, there's someone who shouldn't be in your house, maybe stood there? Yeah. Actually, I mean, so I don't see them. I don't see spirits. But what I do is I, I feel I feel what they feel. But there have been times when I left the house and everything felt great, felt normal. And you walk in and it's like getting hit with like not necessarily a cold wall, but you walk in and it's like I am not alone here, which is always disconcerting because it's like 
you know, I go through the house. I'm like, okay, just let's make sure this isn't a real person in my space who doesn't belong here. And then figure out the rest of it. <laughs> Does it ever kind of feel like a little bit threatening to sort of, you know, you you feel like someone's in your home yeah. and you don't, you can't see them. But do you ever yeah. feel a little bit threatened sometimes? I do. A lot of my experiences happen too when I'm about to go to sleep. And that happened my whole life. So I always assumed that this was a particular form of just strange anxiety um, until I learned what was going on in the house. And now I can tell when there's someone there. But it feels a lot like someone is standing over you when you're going to bed. So I'll like lay down and be going to sleep and then sit up and look around the room like there is somebody in here. Um, and I'll have to like calm myself down like, okay. Nobody's actually here. The dogs aren't barking. Nobody's standing here. Everything is fine. And then I can go back to sleep. Have you ever, have you ever tried sort of uh, communicating, you know, like, for example, uh, EVP or something like that? Have you ever tried, tried that? I haven't in my house. Um, I thought about it and I've been trying to figure out if there's a way. I mean, I guess I could just leave one running all night and then it would only pick up if there was any anything going on. Um, I haven't tried that, but I have gone on several ghost hunts with paranormal teams and I'll read cards while they do the EVP at the same time. It's actually really cool. <laughs> it's, it is very fun. So yeah, um, moving on a little bit to the, the question I was uh, want to ask was, you use cards, you use tarot cards. Now, I'm a little bit ignorant of tarot cards because that's okay <laughs> i've not really kind of you know it i've i've always associated tarot cards with the uh with the local fair um I, yes. my experience are actually of tarot cards as being a little kid uh and having the the summer fair comes to town and there's always a tent with an old lady and it's like you know have your cards read for five with pounds the yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I, I'm an old gypsy yeah. lady and uh yeah. i read your cards you know, I, and I think that's totally fair. That's that was always my thoughts about tarot too before I got introduced to it. Um, you know, like at the fair or a carnival trick or in New Orleans, and you go and have your cards read at some spooky shop down the road, right? I never thought of it as really anything else um, until I had that psychic come to my house to clear it, um, and she gave me a card reading at in as part of the process and she told me things about myself that there's no way that she could have known because I'd only just met her like that day and I had only known my friends here for a couple of weeks before this happened so they didn't know those things about me she didn't know those things about me but everything that she was saying was so incredibly accurate that I kind of sat there and I was like I don't know what to think about this because it made me question everything, really. Um, and during that reading, she stopped and reached in her bag and said, they, like the spirit or whoever, the universe, God, whoever you want to refer to it, they're telling me that you're going to need this. And she handed me a deck of cards. <laughs> and so, but before I got into it, that is the only thing that I knew about tarot was like movie references or... yeah books where the 
the woman tells you you go through a beaded curtain and the woman tells you that you're going to die or something like that. You know, it wasn't, um, I didn't realize what a useful tool it would be. Um, so I spent a lot of time exploring tarot and how to use it before I figured out that I could use it to communicate with spirits. <laughs> so it's a little bit like uh, the pendulum or something, you know, the yes yeah. and no. Um, yeah. And it reminds me as well. Um, we used to go and visit my grandparents every week and uh, she had a friend that would, uh, when she would come over, she was apparently, she was an auntie, but I, I don't know how she was an auntie, but she was a friend because all friends were aunties and uncles, but right. <laughs> yeah. And um, she could, uh, she could read the tea leaves because they used to like make yeah. tea the old way. And she'd go, come over here, I'll, I'll read your tea leaves, son. I'll read your tea leaves. Yeah. Come on, love. And I'm like, what's That's she doing? so cool. She's, what's she doing? She's, you know. I didn't understand what she was doing. She was telling me all this stuff. Didn't know, I know what it was. I have, a, I have a friend on Instagram who does that. And it is so cool every time because she'll post a picture of it and she'll ask, what do you see? And I'll, you know, comment and say what I see. And then she tells me what it means. I'm like, huh, cool. <laughs> it's it's really neat. Right. So you got your deck of cards. You got, uh -huh. your, you got your tarot cards. Now, as far as I understand, each tarot card, has an individual meaning and yes. each one has got its own kind of picture mm -hmm. and you, I don't know if you shuffle the cards or whatever, but you put yeah. them out, you put so many cards out and as you turn the cards over, it kind of paints a picture about that person's possible past or future. Yes, exactly. So for any uninitiated like myself, um, how, how does that process work? So I to make it a little more complicated. I read tarot cards, but I also read oracle cards, which are, they work exactly the same, but they can have different imagery and mean different things. Um, so I'll pull from a variety of decks. And like you said, it's about painting the story. Um, I will start by asking who's here, who is the person? And I'll pull a few cards. Um, and some of my decks are used specifically for past life readings. And I'm using those ones to communicate with the spirit so it's not past life but it does give me some frame of reference so it will have some some ways that you could have that the spirit could have died or personality traits and things like that so what i do is i use my intuition paired with the cards to kind of paint the picture because the cards are mostly just for me to focus and be like okay to me this feels like a male and if I know that if I'm getting a lot of male representation in the cards, then I'll move forward with that and say, this is a male. Granted, if I was on a ghost hunt and doing it with an EVP, I would already have an idea of the gender because you can hear because <laughs> you can hear in their voices. But it's it's a combination of intuition and um, letting the cards kind of fill in the gaps a little bit. OK, you got your cards. You turn your uh -huh. cards over. Um there must be some form of uh, what I would call mediumship in, yeah. in, in, in around that, you know, to, the uh, the way the cards are interpreted or what, however you, you know, yes. you read from them. So do you, uh, are you, do you have uh, any kind of medium mystic, you know, abilities? I do. I use the cards for my mediumship um, and the, 
the biggest reason for that is because mostly what I do is I feel. Kind of like what I told you before, when there's a spirit around, I can't necessarily see them, but I can feel them. Um, I've seen something once in the house, which I'll tell you later. Uh, and I every once in a while will hear like little blurbs of speech. But for the most part, um, my mediumship works a little bit differently because I am a heavy, heavy feeler. So I can usually feel what the spirit is feeling. And based on how I'm feeling and what the cards are saying, it just kind of weaves together. Um, and I, I could develop more traditional mediumship methods like uh, channeling information directly. But I am a very visual person, so this process works really well for me. <laughs> and being able to just sit down and be like, okay, this is how I feel. This is what the cards say. This is how the spirit feels. And then it kind of comes out like that. <laughs> so I don't know if I'm describing it well. No, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> okay. So, yeah, but so you're more of a, a, a kind of an intuitive kind of medium where you have an emotional response to an environment rather than yes. a physical response that you don't go in there mm -hmm. and go, oh, my stomach or whatever, or my leg. Yeah, I don't, that doesn't happen to me very often. Yeah, the the physical sensations, and I'm actually, I'm, I'm glad about that. I don't necessarily want to physically feel <laughs> what some of these people feel or, you know, the, the headache because someone got bashed on the head or something like that. I don't feel those things. I just, um, it's more like emotionally. I feel what they're feeling emotionally. That's interesting because... I've always had this kind of, uh, and I, I'm not going to, I mean, listeners are going to go, here we go, he's going to go on one again. But I've always had this kind of, um, this kind of feeling that older buildings hold, retain some form of. They do. Historic, emotional, you know, from people that have been there and lived there and all the stuff that have gone on. And that some people that go into these buildings can pick up on that at different levels. Mm -hmm. And, um. Do you so if you, for example, if you went into an old castle or whatever, you're are you immediately going to think, oh, I'm feeling a bit this or I'm feeling a bit that, or have you got to kind of tune yourself into that location? A bit of both, because it kind of depends on what mindset I've gone in. If I'm going somewhere just to like have fun and enjoy myself, I'll normally tune out a lot of that unless it's a really strong energy place, like um. In St. Augustine, I don't remember the name of the fort right now, but there is a fort, a historic fort in St. Augustine, Florida, that um, was, they had pirate battles there. It's now part of a national park. And I went to tour it with my family and I literally stepped inside the doors and was like, okay, yes, I can feel this. So I didn't go there to be a medium. I just was going for enjoyment but there are definitely places like if I'm going on a ghost hunt, I'm already kind of prepared to go in and do that. So I will walk in and kind of see how it feels. And some parts of houses feel different than others. Um, you know, some areas of the house feel calmer. And then you'll walk into another room and think that's a big energy in there. Um, and so it, I don't know, maybe it depends on what happened in the rooms or things like that. But yeah, that I definitely know exactly what you're talking about. So recently I had um, uh, Eric on mm -hmm. from um, uh, the paranormal group that you've done some work with. And I know that he's yeah. kind of a, a proponent of using a lot of technology uh, to yeah. sort of experiment and try different ways of capturing evidence. Um, when you've been on uh, an investigation and you use your cards, have you ever picked up on stuff 
that surprised you? Yeah, actually, a lot of, <laughs> a lot of the time. Um, I've been out with Eric and his group a lot. Um, they're actually the main group that I've been out with. Um, and they will use all their devices and I'll kind of sit on the floor in the middle of them. So they'll have their EVP recorders going and cameras going. And I sit and I let them ask their questions while I pull cards. And then they turn off the recorder. I tell them what the cards say and they play their recorder back. But there's been a lot of times that I go in expecting to speak to one spirit and finding someone else completely. Or um, there's a hotel. I should have written the name of this one down too, but it's in Fort Lauderdale, history at Fort Lauderdale. Um, there's this old hotel and they had been there several times and gotten the name of this woman. Um, and so they knew she was there. And when I went in with the cards, she came through again and I said, okay, tell me what's up. And between being able to get a little bit more communication with the cards, they were able to get more hits on the EVP because it was like, okay, somebody is, somebody knows this part of the story. It's almost like removing the speech barrier a little bit. So, um, yeah, I'm almost always surprised because I don't have that. I, I can't just like tap in and get downloads full of information. So most of these situations I go in blind and I hope for a good story, but it doesn't always come out like that. Sometimes it's just like, yep, I'm dead. <laughs> and that's, and that's it. And other times you find these spirits who want to tell you exactly what happened to them and why they're still there. And those ones are exciting. Okay, you go into a location and you pick mm -hmm. up on stuff and you start to get sort of impressions of what's going on. Have you yes. ever become kind of overwhelmed by what's going on and thought, I need to go now because this is all getting a bit too much? Yeah, actually. Um, well, I, didn't, I didn't say that I needed to go, but there is a place uh, called the Devil's Tree in Port St. Lucie, Florida. And I went there with one of the team members of Eric's team. His name is Joe. Uh, he's Joe Hunts Ghosts on Instagram. And his partner, Mike, who is Florida paranormal researcher, and they're all members of War Party Paranormal. Um, but I went there with them, and they had told me in advance that this location had a very heavy, intense energy. And I didn't quite believe them because I hadn't experienced anything quite that strong. But I, during part of the night, I couldn't physically get close to the tree because everything in me was like, stay away stay away. So I took a few steps back at several points and I didn't leave the area completely, but I needed a little bit of space between myself and the tree, which <laughs> is such a strange thing, a tree. <laughs> Who'd have thought? But yeah, that's, that was my most intense one. Um, I've been uncomfortable other times just because sometimes it feels like they're standing right behind you and it's uncomfortable. <laughs> so friend of mine who's no longer with us who had his own paranormal radio show and he was an investigator uh, the the late great Lou Gentili um he was really into the whole demonology uh, uh -huh. that was his kind of bag um what's your thoughts on uh demons and stuff like that because when you say demons you immediately think of like you know the exorcist and and kind right. of horror films what's your right. what's your take on that 
So I have a slightly different take than most people um, because I grew up in a very, very religious household and um, I grew up Mormon and I left the Mormon religion, but I have a lot of religious trauma from that. And I also don't necessarily believe in the traditional structure. So I believe that there are negative entities and there's negative energies, but I don't think that everything is a demon. So. I think that demon is a is a easy go-to word because like everybody's going to know what you're talking about when you say a demon. But like you said, it's also kind of a buzzword. So yeah. you say demon and it's like, oh, this is terrifying. And I think that there's different levels, like, I don't know, lower, lower vibrational beings. I think there can be some really nasty ones that you would think of like the exorcist. And I also think that some of it is just some guy who was mean in life and mean in death, you know, uh, that, <laughs> that's kind of my take on it. I say that a lot and people are like, you don't believe in demons though. And I don't, <laughs> I believe in negative energies, but not necessarily demons. Yeah. You, you, I mean, if you're a, if you're a, not a nice person in uh, life and if there's something after, you're more than likely going to be just as a, probably still a, bit, gonna be of, nasty. a bit of a gift yeah. there, yeah. <laughs> You're not going to suddenly change, you know. Nope. nope. Um, so now you do investigations, and uh -huh. obviously you've you know you've been on uh, YouTube videos and stuff. But yeah. what's your thoughts on um, on like TV kind of mediums and and stuff like that? Because I'll be honest with you, um, I, I get a feeling that because of what you do is a little bit unique. Do you find uh -huh. that you get a little bit of flack for it? Yeah, it is. I don't know. So. I I have a hard time – for a long time, I didn't call myself a medium because I was like, well, I don't, I don't do what those people do. What I do is different. I'm not a medium. And it, it took me a long time to be like, I just practice it in a different way. I enjoy watching TV mediums. Uh, and some of them I really – I will follow and really enjoy what they have to say. But I kind of take it – in the same vein as a lot of ghost hunting shows where it's entertaining to watch and they're probably getting some good information, but also TV is TV and probably parts of it are not staged, but you know, refilmed or edited. Yeah. Edited. edited there we go. That's a, a better word. Uh, edited in a way to kind of stitch it up. So keep, keep but I like them. Yeah. I enjoy watching shows. I watch a lot of ghost hunting shows too. So <laughs> Either way, I'm happy. <laughs> yeah, I um, I used to. I mean, I was yeah, you know, really into it, and it all got a bit samey for me. And I'm like, uh, yeah, every week it's the, you know, it's someone gets possessed or, or someone gets possessed, someone gets scratched. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> Zach yeah, might punch I like someone. the is that, Yep, exactly. So yeah, uh, the ones that I've really been enjoying lately are slightly different than the normal. So I like um, Kindred Spirits. I don't know if you guys get that one over there. Oh, um, um, Amy, Amy Brunei. Yep. Amy Bruni. Yep. She's ex-Ghost um, ex Hunters. Yes, she yeah. is. Um, and her partner, Adam. And then I also really like the Ghost Brothers because they are really funny and they bring a level of entertainment to the ghost hunting process that is enjoyable to watch and it's just it's different it's different i would love to be involved with something like that if it was different <laughs> not the same old same old <laughs> so 
Okay, if I, w I was going to say, uh, well, I'm going to ask a question now, which will most probably be uh -huh. re really, really difficult to answer because I don't know if you can answer it. But if I was to say to you uh, a haunted house, right, uh -huh. um, would you say that there's different levels of haunted houses? Now, I'd, I'm not on about like, well, this one's got 10 ghosts and that's got like a ghost of a cat or whatever. I'm not on about yeah. that. I'm on about, is there a different kind of dynamic with a haunted property and would you say that maybe that could be environmental or could it be something i'm not about like a murder or whatever i'm on about uh -huh. when you go in there and you pick up on whatever you pick up on the energies or or whatever do you have kind of like a, a mental catalog of how to sort of process what you're experiencing and then kind of then kind of translate it into you know into normal words so that you know, your average person can understand what you're right. kind of experiencing. I do. So I will talk a lot about energy signatures and sometimes it gets a little bit confusing because I forget that not everybody exists in my little bubble. Um, but I think that different spirits and different things feel differently. So like a regular spirit versus like a grouchy spirit will have a different energy signature but also um the land itself will feel certain ways there's like land spirits which i don't know what they are exactly i just know it's a thing because i felt them and then i was like that's an intense energy what are you um but i have a lot of friends online who are into cryptids like bigfoot and things like that and I have pulled some cards there too. So I've like Bigfoot feels more human, less animal, but still has a little bit of wildness to him. So when I go into a house to, and I'm feeling it, I will go through my past experiences and find out what it feels similar to, and then start to piece together what it is. Does that make sense? Yes. Uh, <laughs> okay. And it, and it leads on actually quite nice, uh, nicely to my next question, uh, uh -huh. which we go out of the, uh, we go out of the um, the ghost kind of uh, bubble and into the uh, the alien bubble. Uh, yeah. Because I think in 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 general, it's it's kind of all loosely connected anyway. But I just wanted to say that I agree. Uh, we have a few stories of wild men over here. Um, yeah. I'm a great fan of small town uh, monsters on YouTube. I watch all their yeah. documentaries, uh, and I've always wondered that you know uh, Bigfoot. Um, I've always asked the question if he's about, and uh, he must live somewhere. He must yeah. have like a, there must be like a, a Bigfoot housing estate or something where they all live and have jobs and stuff. I don't know, but they've got to live yeah. somewhere. Somebody said, oh, they, they love, live in trees, but I, oh, they live in yeah, trees. I don't know. There's a lot of really good theories out there. Um, one of them is like Bigfoot is interdimensional. So yes. there's like a, yeah. you know, like a, a, a pocket where they can come through. Um, another one is saying that they're, they have evolved so that they're like masters of camouflage. So they're there and we just can't see them because how well they camouflage themselves, which would be more like a, a normal animal. Um, one of my favorites, I'm not sure it's entirely likely, likely. I just enjoy this theory is that uh, Bigfoots could be the ghosts of Neanderthals. And I like that theory because I like ghosts, but Someone told me that once, and I was like, "Huh, I like yeah. that a lot." <laughs> I am, um, yeah. That's one of my questions. I mean, I am. I mean, I've I've had I've had experiences, and I always question what I have experienced, and I um, I'm always a little bit skeptical because I think it's healthy, um, right? 
But uh, I, I think to myself, you know, I have a friend uh, who, when she was a young girl, she played on, like you all do, back in the 70s when you're kids, um, you play on building sites. Uh, run it, and they were playing hide-and-seek on a building site in this kind of half-built houses. And uh, she ran into one house, thinking, I'll hide in here, because there were no doors on the houses. They were just like brick shells. And uh, she ran into what would be the kitchen. And uh, she said, I ain't, you know, I'm not pulling your leg, but I ran in there and there was a man stood in there. I went, yeah, it's most probably a builder. And she goes, no, 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 no. She goes, it was, firstly, it was a weekend and there was no one on the building site. But when I ran in there, there was a man stood there and he was looking right at me. Yeah, and? And she goes, yeah, but he was dressed like a Viking. I went, okay. And then I, I said, what did you do then? She goes, well, I turned around to tell my friends and I turned around and he was gone. That is so cool. So, you know, what's all that about? Yeah. I know we had, oh. uh, um, we had, you know, they came over here and, you know, did all their mm-hmm. pillaging. But um, <laughs> why don't we ever see a... Um, caveman ghost or a dinosaur ghost and i'm thinking uh-huh. it, it just leads me on to the my next uh question i was going to ask you but i'll, I'll ask this first because i'll save the alien one to, to the end but um okay. what i was going to say was it goes on to energy okay right and uh, uh, that we are in some way uh our consciousness our i don't want to use it but i'm going to use it for the sake of conversation our soul uh right. is energy and mm-hmm. that when we dissipate and when we, you know, expire, that energy has to go somewhere and it's released into the ether. And uh, that energy then contains our personality, our consciousness, whatever you want to call it. The way that we interpret our environment then is through the way that we've lived our life and, and our needs and wants. And that's how we interpret stuff. Uh, very much like a dream. You know, when you're right. in a dream, yeah. it, things happen and you're a little bit confused and, and stuff like that. So maybe, but. The point of what I'm saying is that um, if you people say, well, why don't we see them anymore? Maybe it's something to do with physical impressions on the environment. Mm-hmm. And uh, over time, uh, there's, you know, there are documented cases out there where people have said, oh, every year at a certain time, the old lady will walk over the bridge. And right. as the years go by, the decades go by, the old lady gets fainter and fainter and fainter. And you right. don't see her anymore, but you still hear her. You still hear her mm-hmm. footsteps. So that kind of leads me to think, well, maybe some form of energy is imprinted on the environment and that over time it dissipates and it kind of, you know, it runs out like a battery. And the reason we don't see dinosaurs and that running around is because that energy has gone, long gone. It was millions of years ago. Yeah. And that we only see. Well, Yeah. yeah, but. I mean, that's just a, it's just an idea. It's just a, just a thought. You oh, know. I like that. I hadn't thought about that before. I really like that. That makes sense because you do hear so many stories about residual hauntings where it's just the same repetitive motion. A man goes up the stairs, he goes up the stairs, he comes down the stairs 10 minutes later, and that's the end of your haunting. So maybe it is a factor of time of, uh, or I don't know. That was fascinating. I'm going to ask about that later. <laughs> well, well, the thing is that if you do something repetitively for 50 years, all right, and you really enjoy it, then maybe some way, because you're emotionally charged, that you're imprinting on the environment. And because it's over yeah. time, you imprint. If you hate your job and you're doing it every day, you're still imprinting in the, in the environment, but you're imprinting yep. in a negative way. A negative way. So right. what I was going to say, what, what are your thoughts on in general, the stone tape theory, where 
we can emotionally imprint on an environment and that in some way, when the conditions are right, that either those sounds or apparitions play back. What, what's your thoughts on that? I am fascinated. I like the energy imprint aspect of it, especially because, and this is something that I've been telling people for like years about my house without having like a why. I think you might've just given me my why, but my house has a very heavy energy naturally. And I kind of made it my goal to make my house feel lighter. So I painted bright colors on the walls. I've changed the space. I'm doing my best to leave a more positive imprint on the space so that when I leave it, it feels yeah. nicer for the next person who comes in. Yeah. So that makes perfect sense to me. And it could be something like, I don't know, maybe you do experience a haunting like that. Do you think that they're more negative or positive? Well, here's another, another idea is that some people say, well, the people that have got a gift or have got something, they go into a place and they experience paranormal phenomenon, which is anyway, incredibly rare, but, yeah. um, they go into a place and they see something. They see a, uh -huh. I don't know, a knight walking down the stairs or a, a ghost dog or whatever. Um, so you think to those people, well, they, they've obviously, they've obviously, they've got a gift. You know, there's mm -hmm. something very special about them because that's why they're seeing it. Maybe not. Maybe uh, they're the ones that are not able to close off from that phenomenon. Right. And that they're the ones that can't not see it. And they're, the people yeah. that don't experience anything are the people that are able to block it out. So yep. maybe I'm I'm just flipping things around and looking at it from the other no, side of the that coin. That makes sense to me too. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense to me because um, I talked before about expanding my mediumship and there was a little while when I did want to see something and I was actively trying and I couldn't figure out why and I was asking my cards and I even had some of my friends read for me like I'm working hard at expanding this. I would like to occasionally be yeah. able to see who I'm speaking to. Uh, and every single person, without me telling them my thoughts first, have come back to me and said, something scared me enough when I was a child that I've blocked it out. And I blocked it out so well that it's next to impossible to get through. So I think that there are people who don't know how to block it out. Then there's people like me who accidentally blocked it so well <laughs> that they don't know how, like, I don't, I don't know what I did. I was a child. <laughs> I don't know how to undo that. But I also think that there are some people who are more open naturally and some people who are more closed off naturally. And I think that the more open ones, maybe not all the time, but I've talked to a lot of people who've had these experiences and I feel like it's curiosity. They're curious and they're just naturally curious people. So these things will happen and they won't, they'll just keep thinking about it. And that that's partly my theory, but I also feel like some people just go through life and they don't want to know. They don't need to know anything like that. It, it's irrelevant to them. But then again, you get the people who are like that and have an experience like this and it opens their eyes. So yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a great proponent of uh, a, an ology, which was uh, not my thing. Somebody else came up with this uh, idea. Uh, it's known as hauntology. And uh -huh. it's a way that uh, our environment is a ghost in itself where because our environment is always changing uh -huh. when you go into a city okay that city looks like it looks at the present time that you're in it but a hundred years ago it didn't look like completely that. completely different so right. there are ghosts of the past there 
and then maybe goes to the future. And the city itself is haunting itself. It's a it's oh. a fascinating theory. Haunt, look it I up. Hauntology. It's a it's a social thing. It's a more of a social construct, but yeah. it's it's fascinating to think of a a place anywhere in the world that's been there for a while. It kind of has its own ghosts and it it has its own past and it has its own history. It's it's fascinating. But what I was going to ask you was moving away from ghosts and stuff a minute before i mean mm-hmm. we're getting to the end of this episode but with aliens we touched on bigfoot and his uh interdimensional possible goings on um with aliens and stuff have you ever been approached by anyone that says you know uh can you help me because uh i'm being abducted can you can you find out what's going on <laughs> i have not had that directly i would love that i'm not gonna lie i would love that i would have so many questions but um I used to be on a podcast and we did a couple of alien abduction stories. So we would tell the story and then pull cards at the end to see if we could figure it out. Um, So I have pulled cards on aliens a few different times off of the podcast too. And they pretty much all said the same thing. It was a very similar energy. Um, And that basically like sometimes they come and check in. It's um, humans are the problem. (laughs) So they are – um, and I don't think, I think that there could be different types of aliens. I know that there are, you know, the gray ones, they they have different physical descriptions. So it could be that I've only connected with one specific group of aliens. Um, but the message has always pretty much been that uh, they're keeping an eye on us because we, <laughs> we're troublesome creatures. <laughs> oh, the, yeah. You're not wrong there. The, yeah, yeah. We're not <laughs> definitely not wrong there. And that yeah, I think that aliens are entirely possible and I would love, yeah, if someone is listening to this and you've had an alien experience, message me on Instagram, please. <laughs> there you go. There you, you, you got a whole a whole new line of investigation that's going to pop up for you. You're going to be you're going to become a an alien tarot card reading <laughs> genius. Well, it would be fascinating. Yes. Yeah. I, I would be uh, I would like to hear those stories. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so We've come to the end of this episode, but uh, uh, that went quite quick. But uh, you know, yeah. I'm I'm sure you'll be back again. So, what what have you um, what have you got in store for 2022? Are you because uh, I know you are you do your own thing, and you have not only do you do your readings and yeah. that that you quite you're quite uh you're online and you're doing your stuff. What what's what have you got in store for the rest of this year? Right, um, I'm getting a YouTube up and going. It's a little bit of a slow process because I'm trying to work out the exact right formula for how I want my videos to be. But in the meantime, while I'm working that out, you can find me on Instagram. I do a lot of Instagram lives. I bring in other readers or other friends. We do readings a lot. And recently I've started having people on my page to talk about their hauntings and I pull cards to kind of explain it on air so that people can watch the entire process. They hear from the person who experienced the event and then that person gets to ask me their questions and the audience will kind of interact and ask their questions too. So that's my most recent big thing. I'm doing that mostly weekly. So yeah, Instagram is the best place to catch me. Cool. Consistently. Uh, well, all of your uh, all of your links to all of your social media um, where people need to go and find you will be uh, with this episode and it will be on the Paratalk yeah, podcast uh, website. And it'll also be when it, you know, with the podcast when it goes out to all the different places that this goes to, like Apple and Spotify. 
But yeah, uh, yeah it just Great. leads me to thank you for coming on and tell and educating me about tarot yeah, reading. Yeah, anytime. Because anytime. Uh, I didn't really know a lot about it. I knew that it, you looked at cards and said things, but I wasn't sure what the process was <laughs> involved. That's what it's like. Well, if you ever want to um, do something where you tell me one of your experiences and I pull cards, let me know because that would be well. Actually, that would fun be too. fun. I, I yeah, think that we could make a. a uh, as people know, I do live streaming as well. I have a I have a YouTube channel, Paratalk YouTube Live, and I think we'll be make an episode out of that. Yeah, uh, that would be great. I have uh, I have a few tasks for you. I'm, of course, I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> But uh, there is relevance. Yeah, Yeah, it would be great. I would have a lot of fun. That's cool. Okay, Carly. Well, thank you very much for coming and joining me on this episode. And as I say, I'm sure you'll be back or we'll we'll do something like that. But uh, until next time, thanks everyone for listening. Um, Speak to you soon.